some advantages that the JET program has over other uh, positions is uh, one is that there are a lot of positions uh, for for the JET program. So whereas like if you're applying to say work at Sony, there's probably you're pro probably applying for one job, applying against a lot of people. Whereas if you apply for the JET program, you're applying with a bunch of other people. There's a lot of positions. It's still competitive. Um, about less than 50% who apply get accepted and end up going. But if you compare that to like a single job at Dentsu or something where you're applying against a thousand people and there's one position, then the chances are a little bit better. in the sky michael there's a jet yeah you know what that reminds me of what's that the jet program what was that sounds stupid <laughs> <laughs> it's a program uh that sends people to japan to teach english oh ironically okay. they they use jets to get there that is stupid <laughs> <laughs> well uh anyway that's what we talked about sorry it was such a stupid topic for you to listen to, but uh, it was a pretty good episode when we talked about it recently. Yeah, it was stupid then. <laughs> well, but I came around. You did, yeah. It's not as stupid now. That's good. I'm I'm glad you were convinced by this podcast episode, uh, where we talked about a lot of things about the Jet Program, such as some perks, like uh, the amount of salary you get mm. and how you won't be taxed on it. Ooh. And also, what I remember is that uh, the countryside is usually where you'll live at, but it's super nice. Yeah. And we also talk about uh, why you should apply. Yeah, why you should apply. There's, there's a lot of reasons why. Enkai is why. Yeah. And what is an Enkai we'll talk about, yeah, and you you'll have to listen know. to find out. It's actually pretty sick. You should listen. Secret. Yeah. Until you listen to this episode. Uh, we also talk about uh, how you're going to get bags mm. of something mm. left on your, your door, door handle. Oh, yeah. And why you get those things. I was so messed up. It's crazy. Yeah. It's tons like, of anecdotes. Mm -hmm. Tons of drama. Yeah. We also talk about uh, the bad things you're going to experience mm -hmm. on the JET program and how to deal with them. Yeah. It's, it's a really interesting episode. You should listen. Or don't. Or don't do whatever you want. You know, no one. If you're going on the jet program, you should probably listen. Yeah, we're gonna tell you exactly why you should, and then maybe a little bit of reasons why you shouldn't. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you'll find out if the jet program is right for you, right now. Hey, my name is Jamal. Hi, Jamal. How's it going? It's going all right. How about yourself? Yeah, doing good. Uh, I was thinking that today we could talk about. The jet program. Ugh, the jet program. Gross. Oh no, you don't seem to like the jet program for some reason, but that's okay. Um, I was on the jet program. Did you know that, Jamal? Yeah, I know. That's why I don't talk to you that much. Yeah, that explains why you avoid me in the hallway when uh, we pass those long corridors. We have big hallways at Tofugu. We're Everyone. like 80% hallway. Yeah, I don't even, it's so hard to find your desk. 
it's like a maze in here. Everybody knows where it is except you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that <laughs> means. Anyway, uh, we're going to talk about the JET program because uh, application time is coming up in October. Um, as of this recording, it's July. So it's not that close, but it's kind of close. It's yeah. closer than if it were January, everyone. <laughs> but uh, So this makes sense. Yeah, it does. And, you know, we're, we're sending off the, the baby jet soon. Um, I'm part of the Jet Alumni Association, so we oversee the new jets coming in, the old jets going out. No, new jets going out, old jets coming in. Uh, we That's do jets on jets. Stuff. Yeah, jets on jets action. <laughs> no, let's rec- let's just back that up. <laughs> anyway, yeah, there's a lot of jets that we're we're uh, activity stuff we're doing. So, um, yeah, we're we're getting ready to to start the application process, and so people out there, and perhaps you yourself, Jamal, might be thinking, oh man. Should I apply for the JET program? Yeah, that's what I've been thinking, actually, even though I think it's gross, and that's what I said earlier. Yeah. <laughs> I've been thinking about it recently. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad to know you think opposite things that you feel. Yep. You think the opposite of how you feel. Think the opposite of how I feel. Yeah, that's, that's, what, the, that's what the world needs. People need to stop doing what they feel yeah. and doing the opposite of what they feel. Yeah, like George Costanza in that one episode of Seinfeld where he did the opposite of the things he usually did. Oh, I think I remember that one. That's the only one I've seen. I think Koichi's the, the Seinfeld expert, but he's not here, so he can't help us. He can't help us. Koichi, where did you go and why did you abandon us? Oh, oh hey, it's me, Koichi. How's oh, it Koichi, going, guys? you're back. Uh, I'm back. Okay. Jamal, why don't you and Koichi talk for a little bit? Jamal left. Oh, Jamal left. Okay. I guess that bit won't work. Um, <laughs> it's okay. Uh, anyway, Koichi or Jamal, uh, you're thinking about going on the JET program, right? Yeah, yeah. Even though you think it's gross. Yeah. For reasons we don't know. For reasons you don't know. Well, I, I'm going to tell you a few reasons why it's a good idea to apply for the JET program. Okay. And help you make a decision. You may still not want to go on the JET program. And that's fine because there's other options in life, such as working here. <laughs> you probably shouldn't leave because then there's no more podcasts. No more podcasts. Yeah. So I don't know why I'm convincing you to leave the podcast, <laughs> yeah. but that's the premise we're, we're going with. Uh, so do you have any questions for me? Yeah. Um, should I apply to the JET program if I hate both Japan and children? <laughs> if I'm somebody that doesn't like Japan or children, should I apply to the JET program? That's Is it a worth it? Great question. Um, n- no. Okay. I'm just going to have to say no to that okay. one. I'm not saying, I'm not, I'm guessing you're not that kind of person who hates Japan and children. No, no, I love both. Okay, good. But let's say you are a person and you hate Japan and children. There's probably just going to be better things for you. Um, I'm just, I would say that you, you, if you got accepted, which is a slim chance if you hate Japan and children, you would, you would not like this program because, uh, yeah, let, let's talk about the JET program for a second in case people don't know what it is. So the JET program, it's a program that was started in 1987. So this is the 30th year of the JET program. Uh, and it's a program the Japanese government uh, instituted to bring people from other countries uh, to Japan to teach English. 
So if you are going on the JET program, you get to live in Japan, and you also get to teach children, or have to teach children, depending on your perspective. Yeah. Uh, so that's, that's pretty much your main purpose, is living in Japan and teaching children. So if you don't like Japan or children, probably won't have a very good time. Also, they probably won't accept you because that's one of the main things they <laughs> they ask and they look for in the interview is... Question one, do you hate Japan and children? Yeah. Well, it's more phrased like, why are you interested in Japan? Why do you like teaching? And if those two things don't mesh, then you probably won't get in. Right. There's right. always a 1% chance, but... Okay. Yeah. Chances are low. Let's pretend I'm ambivalent about Japan and it's just like, meh, I've heard of it. I've read, I've seen the cartoons, I've read the comics. You've heard of this country. I've heard of the country. Yeah. It's definitely a country out there. Um, what what puts it over the top, and why should I take my culture here and exchange it with their culture? So you're not particularly interested in Japan. Not particularly into Japan, but, but I'm interested in maybe exchanging cultures with and learning about another culture and participating in that culture exchange. So Yeah like learning about Japan, getting into the customs and traditions. Yeah, and if that's the situation, then I'd say you have a pretty good chance if, you know, a lot of, if you're if you're a good candidate. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you're a good candidate and you like teaching mm-hmm. or you're interested in teaching or mm-hmm. have a teaching degree, um, then your interest in Japan isn't necessary. Um, it's always helpful, but... Uh, really they're looking for people to represent their culture. Mm. So whether or not you like love Japan or kind of are like, oh, I think it'd be a neat place to go to, as long as you're a good candidate, then there's definitely a very good chance that you could get into the program. Okay. And it's worth the trip, the sights, the activities, the food and stuff. It's all worth it. I I would say it's worth it, but that's what we'll determine throughout the rest of the podcast. Let's do it. Because it's very... It's a very complicated question. Yeah. Um, Also, another thing we should mention uh, before we get too deep into it, uh, the requirements of the JET program, if you're thinking of of applying, uh, the main requirement is a bachelor's degree. Um, But the bachelor's degree can be in anything. So it doesn't have to be teaching. That's a common misconception. People often ask me, do I have to have a teaching degree? And you don't. Um, I think it sometimes helps, depending on the situation, to be like, oh, I want to be a teacher. Obviously, this is a teaching position. Uh, I want to go to Japan. It's like, you know, kind of a no-brainer. But there are people with teaching degrees who don't get accepted for different reasons. So there's a lot of factors that go into acceptance. They hate Japan and children. Yeah. They're like, I love teaching, but I hate children in Japan, stuff like that. Um, But yeah, if you have a bachelor's degree, uh, that's pretty much the main criteria. There's, There's a few other small bits of criteria we won't get into in this podcast, but that's the main thing. If you've got that, then then check into it because you are likely eligible. Uh, So what other questions do you have, Jamal, about your, now that you're so interested in going? I'm very interested now. I'm very (laughs) interested from from gross to very interested. I'm glad I won you over with one one answer. To be a negotiator. why why the jet program over um other program like similar programs or um other just just going to japan and finding a job myself like why is jet what what's what makes jet stand apart from the like this those other programs and choices 
That's a really good question, actually, uh, because there are other choices for going to Japan, and those choices are also good. Um, the JET program isn't necessarily the best choice all the time, um, but some advantages that the JET program has over other uh, positions is, uh, one is that there are a lot of positions uh, for, for the JET program, so whereas like if you're applying to say work at Sony, there's probably, you're pro probably applying for one job, applying against a lot of people. Whereas if you apply for the JET program, you're applying with a bunch of other people. There's a lot of positions. It's still competitive. Um, about less than 50% who apply get accepted and end up going. But if you compare that to like a single job at Dentsu or something where you're applying against a thousand people and there's one position, then the chances are a little bit better. Um, also, the JET program pays for your plane ticket to Ooh. go over there, uh, which uh, other teaching jobs in Japan usually don't pay. Um, this could have changed since I last checked, but I think most of them, you have to pay your own way mm. uh, to get over there. So you have the job, of course, if you go with, there's Interact and GABA and uh, Altia, and I think Nova, Nova's still around. So there's a lot of different privately held ALT staffing agencies. Um, but they usually don't pay for your, your trip. Jet pays for your trip there and your trip back. Um, but, the, but you do have to return to the airport you went to, which isn't such a big deal. Like you just, if you want to move somewhere else, you go back to the airport yeah. that you went, came from and, yeah. and move somewhere else. So and like so many international cares. airports. Right. So yeah, your, your tickets, uh, paid for there and back. Um, and you get set up in Japan, which is something I think the private companies should also do that might vary, but, um, on jet, they're pretty much required in most cases to set you up. I've heard some stories because as jet says, every situation is different that you know the their supervisor didn't set them up for one reason or another but in in most cases your supervisor should be setting you up and that's helping you get your apartment all squared away your visa your residence record and your residence card and probably some other things i'm forgetting right now but basically making it so you are not illegal and there's a lot of bureaucracy okay, so that's good that's the opposite of what a lot of uh like fishing companies do and they totally get you here and steal your passport and <laughs> hold it and then you can't leave wait fishing companies like yeah like they're fishermen from what i've read and this is from several sources of uh undisclosed internet articles uh, <laughs> Is like the thing where like Chinese uh, people will come here, like come to Japan for work, and then like shitty companies will just hold their passport so they can't go back. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, that probably does happen. They're probably yakuza. Probably held. Yeah, I think there's something where the yakuza stole homeless people too. Oh. Anyway, if you're thinking of taking a teaching position with the yakuza, don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> they'll hold bad. your passport and they'll make you teach like the worst type of English to people. Yeah. You'll have to teach bad words all day. Yeah. Uh, that's actually interesting you bring that up because... Like lit. Yeah. And thought. And thought. T-H-O-U-G-H-T. Past tense of think. <laughs> um, yeah, it's interesting you bring that up because uh, there are some uh, privately held... 
staffing agencies for ALTs. By the way, ALT is assistant language teacher. I don't think I've explained that before. Um, there are some private companies that aren't so good. Uh, I know that a lot of them are, you know, trying to get better and change their image and things like that, but there still are some that either will not do things for you, they don't care about you, and they, they you kind of get burned out a lot quicker because there's not a lot of support. So they're not actively trying to screw you over, but they're not actively trying to help you, right, um, right. like, survive. Right. Um, and then there are some that do try and screw you over and... <laughs> You know, get you. I don't think there's anything like take your passport or things like that. Um, not trying to slander any of these companies here, but right, I, right. I've heard the I've heard the bad stories. Um, so definitely do your research before you jump on board with some of the privately held companies, especially the Akaiwa, which is different than being an ALT. That's being like in a conversation school. Mm. Um, some people have a great time in Akaiwa, and that's the after school program, right? That usually they like parents will enroll their kids into. Yeah, um, you might be thinking of cram schools, cram school. which are a little bit different. But Akaiwa is, yeah, that that could be after school, or it's it's just a place that uh, people go to to just have English conversation, okay. like sort of one on one or one on three, like just a very mm. few students, mm. um, and it'll it'll be like short conversations. Right, um, right. And in some situations, you're you're also selling books. So you're like paid on commission for how many books you sell. Oh, wow, that's uh, so you're like a salesman and a conversationalist. That yeah. kind of sucks. Uh, some of them are really good. I know some people have great times at Akaiwa. So, uh, so that that's the thing that I can't speak to specifically, and I'm not going to name any companies because I don't actually know which ones are good and which ones aren't. So that was a very long answer to say that with Jet, you kind <laughs> of know what you're going to get for the most part. That's good. There's some things you can't know because – it's, it's, it's basically Jet is a receiving receptacle of, of people. It's like, oh, we're, the government's scooping you all up, and then it's sprinkling you throughout the country. And once you're, once you're landed and once you're taken to your contracting organization, which is, say, in Gunma or mm-hmm. in Shiga or in Akita or something, you're now working with the, your contracting organization, the Board of Education or mm-hmm. the prefecture. Right. And now Jet, as, a, as an entity, is not like your support anymore. Now your support is on the ground. And that's why it's a grassroots organization. You're actually working in the community. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what makes Jet really cool. Um, it also makes it, you know, a little bit risky because, you know, Gunma is going to be different than uh, Akita or Ehime or wherever you go. Like every, every place is going to be different, but... Uh, you're going to have, like, really good parts of your experience and really not so good parts. Uh, but all that to say, Jet is not actively trying to ruin your life. No, that's not, Whereas, that's not what we're saying. In fact, Jet is... Uh, the support at, in Jet is actually trying to make your life good. Um, whereas private companies, maybe they are or not. It depends on the company. So do okay. your research. Well, since we're on kind of the what what Jet does have in terms of maybe like pay scale, uh, how would that work out? Um, yeah, the pay is pretty generous for ALT work. Okay. Um, so like it's not going to be, I don't know, what you would consider like a lavish or luxurious amount of money, mm. but it's enough to live, especially if you're placed in the countryside, which you probably will be. So it's a sliding scale on the first in first year. 
you make uh, $3,360,000 million yen million? a year. Whoa. Yeah. Which in U.S. dollars is about $30,000 in. $30,025. Oh, man. That's so much money. Yeah. Uh, so it, it's a good, like, entry-level position. Yeah. And then second year, it goes up to 3600000 which is about 32000 a year. Uh, third year, it goes up to 3900000 yen a year, which is 34851 American dollars. And then fourth and fifth year, you get 3960 yen a year, which is about 35387 U.S. dollars. That's pretty sick. So, yeah, it's, I mean, you, you get a pay raise every year, mm-hmm. um, except fourth and fifth are the same, but um, it's not too bad. Uh, plus, usually your apartment is subsidized. Uh, so you're getting, I mean, so it's really included in that as well. Yeah. So yeah. you don't have that expense to worry about, which is pretty nice. Yeah. Not having to pay, like, I'm paying way more rent than I want to pay right now. Yeah. If that Portland were subsidized. But is, yeah, <laughs> it's really it's pretty t- crazy. Yeah. And um, I live probably in the equivalent of a Japanese apartment. So. Yeah. And, and Japanese apartments, um, especially in the countryside, like mine was about like 500 a month. Mm-hmm. And that was subsidized. Uh, I just talked to somebody. I was asking them about their apartments. Because I, I, I always hear about people being subsidized. And I was asking a group of, of JET alumni. And I was like, some, like, did any of you not have subsid- subsidized rent? And everybody did. And one lady I was talking to, she had her rent subsidized down to like $100 a month. And her apartment was like 600 Okay. without subsidy. So she like pretty much had it almost all paid for. Yeah. Was it a was it like a, a slightly bigger place or was it just the area she was in was more expensive or um, I don't know I didn't ask about the size oh, okay. of it um, I mean most Japanese apartments most ALT apartments won't be like super luxurious I've actually been in some ALT's apartments that were I thought they were pretty nice mm-hmm. um, mine was not super nice it right, wasn't right. like bad it wasn't like oh my gosh it I can't live here yeah but you know I was right out of college I was used to dorms that were yeah. like cinder blocks for walls anyway yeah, I got you. so i was like this is fine i'm young i get i could understand maybe if you're maybe older or uh in your 40s or something which the jet program you can go to if you mm. are 40 there's no age limit um you might be like oh i'm used to owning my own home yeah. <laughs> or something and then you might not like it so yeah. much but it's it's fine um it's just bring your house with you yeah and some alts do get houses to themselves oh, yeah that's pretty sick um yeah i mean that seems very rare but that sounds pretty awesome yeah. <laughs> if you get it it's a they're usually like out in the countryside so it's like oh <sighs> this is the house the school owns and they put all the, the alts in mm. there so it's usually older and alts have been living there since the 80s and it like they cycle out wait do they put like multiple alts in the same house or do you usually is it usually oh you you inherit the oh the one okay from your, your previous okay i'm AMT, like so they put all the ALTs yeah. together in that one <laughs> house, and then it turns into a sitcom. Yeah, it's hilarious. Yeah, I wonder if that's ever happened. I, as far as I know, that that every uh, idea is copyrighted. Don't steal our sitcom idea. Yeah, that's our new sitcom. Yeah. It's called ALT. We're gonna pitch that to house. NHK. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's the Corey in the House idea. spinoff. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be a great idea for a sitcom. And a school accidentally puts two ALTs in two, the same apartment, or like seven. Yeah, and the bureaucracy <laughs> makes it so they can't reverse the decision. Mm. Uh, that's great. TM. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, usually 
it's one ALT to an apartment. I've never heard of there being more than one ALT in one place. Uh, sometimes ALTs get placed in the same school, so there's two ALTs at one school. Okay. Uh, but that's usually if it's a big school and it needs two ALTs. Yeah. And then they're still split as people. Right. Right. Yeah. They're they not just combine. treated as one unit of people. <laughs> they have to ride piggyback all right. day. Okay. Um, I guess since that's kind of one of the I guess benefits would be the like subsidized living. Mm-hmm. Um, is there any other sort of just like benefits that generally go along with it? Maybe not always, but you know, some school depending on the school, you get like I don't know some form of transportation card or um, like a free lunch or something. Uh, yeah, sometimes you may get a car. Um, a lot of times though, you're you're just required to buy a car if you live way out and you need the car for transport. And hopefully your predecessor has a car that they can sell you. Uh, but sometimes the school might own it, uh, and that would be kind of a, a perk. Um, oh. Usually you'll get a bike, though. Like your, okay. your school will always give you a bike. Okay. Um, you might have to buy it yourself. But usually, like you, because the, the program's been around 30 years, yeah. there's been like 30 years of ALTs. So, so there's you 30 years of bikes. 30 years of their stuff. Like every every time you move into yeah, an yeah. apartment, you're like, this is collected from 30 years. <laughs> I mean, sometimes they they clean stuff out. Right. Um, I'm sure that, like, I I think I threw out some VHS tapes when I left <laughs> that my predecessor didn't get, or my successor didn't get. What, um, they, what were they? What were the VHS tapes? They were like uh, tapes of Jay Leno <laughs> that somebody I guess in the 90s like loved Jay Leno and they're parents or friends or something taped Jay Leno and sent it to them. So good. Because that's like pre-internet. Yeah. You know, you can't yeah. get any American TV. That's so good. That's so hilarious. I should have just kept you them. You should have kept them or I just know. left them there for the, the next people. So when yeah. they get there. I was just trying to be good and clean it out. I should have They could get those sick Monica Lewinsky jokes. Yeah. <laughs> so you can you can get cool tapes with Monica Lewinsky jokes on them. Yeah, and interviews with like Coolio. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. Yes, you can get all that kind of stuff. Uh, What else were we talking about? Perks? Benefits. Uh, Oh, yeah. I forgot to mention when we were talking about money, Mm. your first two years are tax-free. That's because of a tax treaty the U.S. has with Japan. If you're not from the U.S. and you're listening to this, sorry. Uh, Actually, I think a lot. I think other countries also have this tax treaty. That's actually pretty sick. Um, But if you're from the U.S. and... A lot of ALTs are from the U.S. So, like, the the salary would just straight up be gross then. Yeah. That's pretty nice. So, you, and you don't pay any Japanese taxes either. That's actually, wait, um, like, like sales tax? Well, yeah, I mean, for sales oh, okay. tax. Oh, yeah, okay. But just, just income tax. Oh, okay. You're, so, when you yeah. file your taxes, which you still have to file, mm. many ALTs who go on jet, the JET <laughs> program think, oh, it's tax-free. I don't have to as file my taxes. As soon as you tax-free, I'm like, oh, okay. I don't have to do anything or worry about tax information or yeah. forms or anything. Yeah, that's no, that okay. you do have to still file. Okay. Um, and then after that, after your second year and your third and fourth and fifth year, you pay taxes like you, nor- you normally would, and you also pay taxes mm. to Japan. Um, which really isn't as much as you think. It might sounds weird to be like, I have to pay taxes in two places, but you, it's, it's not that much. Mm. Um, okay. it's been a long time, so I don't remember <laughs> the tax forms I filled out in Japan anymore, but, um, okay. Did they have English forms? Um, or did you just have to, I filed with, I think a CPA in the U S okay. 
And then uh, my supervisor took us to a place in the town. So this is where like support comes in. Okay. Um, where like you're like, oh, I have to file my Japanese taxes. Mm-hmm. Oh no. Your supervisor in most cases will be like, come with me. And then you go to this office and they're like, sign here, use your Hanko, your stamp and stamp here. Okay. And then you're like, I really hope I'm not signing away my life to you. <laughs> this is all really complicated. Uh, um, and now you're my slave. Yeah. And then that's, that's how I became slave in Japan. <laughs> New novel. Next podcast. Um, next Michael's life as a slave in Japan. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, so, so the supervisor helps you tax-free. What else were, were our perks, says my paper. I mean uh, my brain. Okay. That I'm pulling these out of my brain. Uh, what about, like, um, time off? Is there vacation, or is that just something that you have to take kind of when you take it? Or um, Yes, you do get vacation. And that's one of the the best perks to to being on jet because you get vacation if you work for a Japanese company also. But if you work for a Japanese company, you may or you probably will also have to follow Japanese kind of etiquette rules about taking vacation, which means okay. you probably won't take it that much because uh, Japanese companies, uh, usually people don't take a whole lot of vacation. Uh, Definitely for the teachers in the schools, they don't take much vacation. Even though they have vacation days, it's kind of like, oh, I've got work to do. Oh, the students need me. Oh, it would look bad if I took vacation. Don't, um, I guess this would depend on the school you're with or what type of school. I'm not exactly sure because I've never been to Japan. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And I've never, especially haven't been to a Japanese school. Um, but don't they have a like break? Does that count as a vacation or is that, are you still in there like working? Yeah, there, there are breaks. And, um, usually that's when, uh, people take vacation is like on golden week because like everybody's off. So it's okay. like, okay to be off. Um, that's my understanding. I've never worked in a Japanese corporate environment, but that's, uh, what I understand from what I've heard from people. Um, However, I know from my school there were teachers who, because teachers work really hard in Japan. Yeah. Teaching is not the freest job. Yeah. You don't have the most freedom as a teacher in Japan. Uh, So I think there were teachers who worked even throughout those holidays. Okay. And they didn't take vacation. Negative point number one. You will work your ass off in Japan. Yeah. However, if you're an ALT, you, at least on the JET program, in my experience and experience of other ALTs people know that you're there uh to experience the country and do exchange so my supervisor was always like oh yes go ahead take your vacation oh make sure you go do this and uh you know they'd give me like places to go and and no one was at least (laughs) maybe behind my back they're like that damn ALT taking (laughs) all his vacation but I mean I didn't know about it, so it's yeah, fine. Yeah. Uh, they were nice enough to keep their disdain for you a secret. Yeah, exactly. Um, Those polite Japanese. Yeah. I mean, who knows? Maybe everyone here has disdain, and I don't know about it. And Yeah. But that's, that's a whole philosophy that's a whole thing different, now. That's a whole different story. Yeah. Uh, we Actually, we'll talk about that in the, when we talk about culture shock. But, um, yeah, you're, you're usually encouraged to take your, your vacation. Um, you are a public servant, though, which is something you should consider when applying to the JET program. Because it's not like, 
I don't know, just a fun kind of thing. Like I'm gonna teach English and have have a good time. Like you're actually a public servant. Like your your uh, card, your your foreigner card, actually says public servant on it. So <laughs> you are there to represent your country. Yeah. You're there to represent your school, and you know if you get in trouble, like I don't know, say like law trouble, like yeah. you get in trouble with the police, then it's kind of like oh well you have to go home now because <laughs> you were a public servant and you like i don't know burned down the police station or something All like right. that I, I mean i feel like that would is there something that's between that and like maybe a, a smaller offense that would get you sent home i feel like, <laughs> like that would get most people sent out of japan it's like oh this guy burned down a police station send um, them out let's see okay yeah you okay that's one thing i should say you probably won't get in really big trouble or get kicked off the program or anything unless you do something really, really bad. Okay. Um, okay. That said, really, really bad could be something like uh, trespassing. That makes sense. Which, you know, doesn't seem as bad as burning down a, burning down a police station. Yeah. But um, I did know one guy, it was near the end of his time on jet. Yeah. He was about to leave. Um, but he was into Haikyo, which is like going to abandoned places. Okay. Which, you know, is, like, not really harming anybody. No. You're just hanging out at an old amusement park. But he went there, and he got caught. And the police, like, called his school because they're like, who are you? Oh, you're a teacher. It's on your card. This is where you work. Hello, school. We got one of your teachers here. <laughs> he was running around in a trespassing place he it's wasn't like supposed to be. calling your mom. Yeah. And then he said, like, they were like, well, we know you're about to leave in a month, but actually you have to leave now. Oh, man. And he said, like, basically no one would talk to him. Is that, it um, was like, is it like a save and face type thing? So they, yeah. like, it's, they don't want to be associated with you because, like, you kind of. Yeah, it's kind of okay. like you get, because you, you're representing the you're school. You're representing and the and school, you're like, too, yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, so, you know, Nani Nani Chugako where this guy works. Oh, that school, the school with the trespassing with the kid. the trespassing oh, kid. Oh, we know uh, that school. And now the, that school's like, oh, my God. Because, yeah. you know, <laughs> when you're in the group, it's it's not like you can just be like, yeah, I work there. It's like you represent that You place. represent, okay. Uh, so that's something to keep in mind. Like, if you want to go to Japan and really, I don't know. Yeah, that makes sense. Rip it up on your skateboard. Rip it up. Rip it and, out. Yeah. Like, I don't know, do a 1080 ollie grind off of a building lit and be, get lit get lit you might not want to go on the jet program because once you land in that trash can and you know break a car yeah i don't know whatever bad thing you want to do yeah don't don't get drunk and walk into abandoned buildings yeah that's what that's what that advice is. yeah and you can have you'll, you'll have a lot of fun on the jet program yeah. but as long as you don't break the law then you're fine <laughs> Yeah, pretty much same as here. Yeah. Same as anywhere. It's yeah, like you can go anywhere as long as have you fun and don't break the law. Pretty much. It's pretty. If easy you to if you could not break the law in America, you can probably <laughs> not break the law in Japan and be just fine. Right. Yeah. So so there's that. Okay. Uh, what was our question? That was kind of a tangent question. No, that was it. Benefits. I mean, that was one of the like I guess negatives of that is that mm-hmm. you know as, as many benefits as there are, you are attached to the you are your your name sake is attached to the school's namesake so it's yeah. like you can't just go out and do it's not a party like yeah. you're you you're in another country representing your country like yourself and now their school to yeah. the rest of japan so you have to like be a decent person right so don't like get to japan and think i can fuck around and just yeah. like you know d- 
I'm gonna knock over a Tengu statue and then run away, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> whatever, or, or knock the nose off for no reason or yeah. something. Before we move away from being a public servant, um, there's also like little things, mm-hmm. uh, which we can talk about a little bit later too, that you'll have to do because you represent the school and mm-hmm. you represent the teachers, uh, such as like your, your teachers may tell you, oh, you shouldn't ride your bike with an umbrella. Even though everyone does it, it's like, you know, it's, it's raining, you have your umbrella on your bike, but technically it's illegal. You have to have both your hands on the bike. Like, oh, at least okay. is that really gonna stop you yeah. from riding without, I mean, maybe they will, but probably not. But because you're an example to the students, yeah, the teachers might be like, oh, that's against the law and the yeah. student shouldn't do it, so you shouldn't do it. Yeah. Um, and there might even be things like, like, I don't know, in, in the U.S., you would think, uh, like, a teacher, if a teacher had candy, right, in their desk, they're a teacher, they can have candy, right? But in Japan, I had some candy, and I just had it in my desk, and my teacher was like, oh, you can't eat candy. And I'm like, why? And they were like, because the students can't have candy. And I said, well, I'm a teacher, mm-hmm. and I'm in the teacher's room, yeah. and there's no students here. And they're like, no, you're, you have to set a good example. You can't have candy. And I was like... And I just felt like, well, I'm a teacher. Yeah. I'm above the students. I'm a but grown man. I can't, yeah, <laughs> can't, I can't have candy. candy yeah. But, you know, the, the line of thinking is, you know, this, the students are, you know, we have to set a good example. For if the, the students, students can't yeah. have it, then we can't have it. Um, but, you know, as soon as the students leave, then everyone breaks out their candy yeah. and eats it. But, <laughs> breaks out their know, candy and umbrellas. Yeah. So there, there's stuff like that that, you know, for me, you know, coming from a Western perspective, I'm like, I'm the adult. I get to do stuff. Yeah. And yeah. You can't because you're a kid haha <laughs> that probably prevents more arguments than at schools than like you would think right because at the school i went to in america mm-hmm. uh that was probably like the number one thing that was yelled back at a teacher yeah <laughs> like for like taking a <laughs> wait i can't have my phone in class but you took a you took a phone call like yeah 10 minutes ago right and then that would just turn into a whole argument yeah and somebody would throw a stapler oh man yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, there's kind of a line of thinking to that, you know, yeah. for the kids. Because yeah. I think a lot of people forget that it sucks to be a kid sometimes. And people Does. take your shit away. Yeah. Can't have candy. Can't have candy. Yeah. <laughs> can't have candy. Can't do the umbrella thing because yeah. it's illegal. And, uh, yeah, so so that's another part of being a public servant. You'll just have to, to accept. Oh, and uh, if you're a public servant, you also have to help uh, Obachan across the street with their groceries. Yeah. Yeah. Never did do that, but now I kind of wish I did. Oh, would have been nice. And then she'd probably give me a leak. A leak. That <laughs> <laughs> I could. You're so thin, young man. Chew on this. Yeah. That's another, actu- that's actually another perk, um, is that people, especially in the countryside, usually just give you vegetables. That's cool. Like vegetables just show up on your door <laughs> or hanging from your doorknob, and you don't know where they came from. And someone just was like, oh, the foreigner's here. Um, oh, that's awesome. Here's, here's a big bag of daikon. Oh, that's cool. And That's er- frightening to me. Yeah. Because that, that's just like, did they, uh, like I'm fat, that whole nice thing freaks me the hell out because yeah. I'd be freaked out, but that's super nice. Yeah. I mean, there is like a, a little bit of invasion of privacy that you'll have to. I mean, as long as they don't leave it inside set. of your house because that would like scare the shit out of me. Yeah. Them. I have heard stories, which I don't think it's. I don't think it's that common, but the Genkan, which is like the entryway, yeah. which is actually inside your door. Right. I've never heard of this happening, oh. but it I've been told that it could happen that people might enter your Genkan because 
I guess, like, in the 50s and before, the Gangcon was considered, like, your public area. Right. Like, people could, like, just pop their head in and be like, oh, hello, is anybody here? Um, so is that the place where you would, like, put your shoes and stuff before you'd walk into the actual house? Yeah, so okay. where you take your shoes off. Uh, but it, most doors have locks now, and I, I think maybe only really old people <laughs> would do that. Oh, but if they're old, I'd let them in just yeah. to hang out and chat. So, and yeah, and, and no one's going to, like, get in your game con and then walk in and, and then start, like, watching your TV and eating your food or anything. I mean, it's like just like... They can watch TV. I don't care as long as they eat my food. That's, yeah. Yeah. Or if they, ref, like, replace it, if they come with, like, a bag of, like... They trade me for, like, a bag of shrimp chips and yeah. they bring me, like, some, like, daikon. That's fine. Yeah, that'd, that'd be nice as long as there's, like, some kind of exchange going yeah. on. Get get lost in the culture. Leave your door open. Yeah. <laughs> leave it unlocked. <laughs> yeah, li- leave it unlocked and open. Yeah. With a sign that says TV and AC available for, fa- for all. I, I wonder what would happen if you did that. I don't know. Probably someone would come in your house. <laughs> but they'd probably be really nice. Yeah. Uh, bring melon soda. Yeah, but all that to say, people will be probably be very curious about you. They'll be like, "Oh, who's this new foreigner here?" Yeah, that's cool. And you know, sometimes that means sometimes it might feel annoying, and sometimes mm-hmm. it'll be nice, but it'll just happen. Okay. Uh, what other questions do you have about the Jet program? All right, so I got the benefits, and I understand the pay, mm-hmm. which are both pretty cool. I probably shouldn't even ask this next question because it's getting a little greedy. <laughs> yeah. But what are, like, the perks and just little, like, extras that, like, are usually there but not always there? So, like, things where, you know, like, oh, sometimes, like, the like the vegetable thing. Yeah. Like, that's kind of a perk of living in the countryside. People will bring you, like, a little bit of their harvest to say, hey. Yeah. Like, it's not, they don't have to do that. And, like, it's not yeah, it part might of not the job. Happen. Yeah. Um, like, that didn't happen to me. No one, like, left uh, vegetables on my doorstep. No. But that happened to a lot of people that I've talked to. Um, so no that's pretty common. No veggies for Michael. So yeah, so some some of these things happen. Sometimes they don't. Uh, perks, which I guess you could say like are intangible perks. Uh, there's enkai, which actually will happen to you. There's okay. 100% chance you'll go to an enkai. <laughs> okay. um, unless you refuse to go, and I don't know why you would. Um, an enkai is like a drinking party, uh, and schools have them to celebrate like big events, like the end of the year, um, sports day, because sports day is really tiring for mm. everybody it's hard to organize mm. once it's over everyone's like yay mm. um there's another one it depends on the school there might be two or three in the year so this is like a big party just at the end of like a very stressful event yeah okay and uh it's it's like all the teachers get together um only teachers are invited uh so you can't like bring your boyfriend or girlfriend or like if your parents are visiting you can't be like my parents are coming (laughs) so it's like one of those things that like only people who are in the group of the school get to go to um and you know you have to pay for it right and sometimes uh a complaint can be like oh they're so expensive and i have and if you're at multiple schools which most alts are at two or three so you'll have like two twice as many or three times as many enkai as someone who's at one school and so your school will be like one school is going to be like we're having our enkai this day and then the next school is like we're having our enkai this day and like in one week you got to go to three enkai and they all cost about eighty dollars oh okay and you'll feel like oh no all of my money um but you definitely get what you pay for the food is really good okay drink a lot so it's usually a nice place where like you're paying for a lot of alcohol and food right yeah i mean that 
that doesn't sound like that bad of a deal. No. Plus, it's like hanging out with uh, your coworkers, which is always good because you get to know them. Yeah. And and that's one of the the benefits of going to Enkai is uh, like a lot of times teachers are really busy and, you know, there's culture, cultural barriers and language barriers. People might be scared to talk to you because they're mm. like, oh, I don't know English that mm. well. So I'm scared to talk to the, the ALT. Oh but suddenly everyone's drinking and like people are speaking English that right, you, right, right. you didn't know spoke English. Is an Enkai different from, and I'm pre- that's probably the wrong word, uh, a Nomikai? Um, it's, is that, because Nomikai is the one where you go like after, like just a day after work and everybody's just kind of like, oh, that was a day. Yeah. Let's go it's, have a drink. It is different than that. Um, I guess an Enkai is a type of Nomikai if mm. you think about it, but it, it's more like a, a big special event. Like it's a big mm-hmm. party. Um, Nomikai, like you kind of just go after work and you go drinking with people right. um, at a restaurant. Right. Um, I guess they could be really nice, but. Uh, like Enkai are, are like big events. You usually get a big mm. uh, like washitsu, like tatami room. Okay, so that's like a legit perk. Yeah, yeah. So and uh, and at one I went to, there was cake with gold leaf on it. Dang. So that's crazy. that was the one that cost a hundred dollars. That sounds to. pretty sick, though. Um, and I ate someone else's cake too, because they didn't <laughs> want it. So I got two cakes with gold leaf on it. Um, <laughs> so you said a bunch of gold. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A bunch of gold was in my stool. No, I don't remember. Uh, if it awesome. was, I didn't check. Okay, well, that's like an actual legit perk. Man. Yeah, it, it's really nice. And and you can't, like, like if you visit Japan or if you're, I don't know, just living in Japan mm-hmm. and not working, which probably wouldn't happen. Like, you can only go to an Enkai if you are part of a group that right. puts an Enkai together. So that's one of the perks of working in Japan. Plus, you get to go where, like, the locals would go if they wanted to eat a nice meal, which is probably, right. like, better than getting on, like, uh, I don't know, like, Yelp or something and just guessing at where yeah. you go. So you kind of, like, know, like, okay, this is a nice place. And if you're going, like, to two or three of them, then you, like, can kind of build a list. Yeah. yeah. So that's kind of cool. And usually they're, they're, like, big party rooms. Uh-huh. Um, so you'll you'll be going to, like, a big space that you normally wouldn't get to go to. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, and there's MCs and there's games, and sometimes people throw you in the air. Oh, okay. Um, people threw me in the air <laughs> when I, in my first Enkai. That's awesome. They just did, like, a, they got, all got in a group, and they were just, like, throwing everyone in the air. Right, right, right. Uh, because they chose people. And they went for the foreigner first. Like, we all got to touch him. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was, I was the last one to go. Oh, nice. <laughs> now that takes like a whole different, like, <laughs> takes a whole different spin. It's yeah. Like, no, nobody well, wants to touch the fort. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it was that nah. necessarily, but it could have been. Who nah. knows? Um, what else? Uh, well, what about, um, I guess, since we were talking about living in the countryside, uh, is that somewhere like you can choose to live? Like, how, how do you kind of get where you want to live? Is that, do they just let you go? where you like where you want to or do they roll the dice and let it fall where it may yeah that's a that's a really good question and that's a question a lot of people have um you don't get to choose uh though you can put down your preferences you can choose up to three in your application and uh most people uh would choose tokyo and for a long time that was not an option like tokyo just didn't have any (laughs) jets at all um but in the past two or three years since the Olympics are coming up, they're actually sending jets to Tokyo. Uh, so you can go to Tokyo on jet. Uh, we can talk about this in a second, but uh, because there have been no jets in Tokyo, 
ever before. Yeah. All the jets who have gone in the past couple of years have to set everything up kind of by themselves. Oh, uh, the supervisors are there and they also hire companies that help you get set up and right, help you right. search for apartments. But there's no like apartment ready for you. So some of the perks mm. that we talked about were like, oh, you've got a predecessor. Your school knows what to like. The schools have never had ALT, mm, so yeah. they're kind of figuring it out. It's kind of like a, a new frontier for Jet. Oh, okay. Uh, but you get to live in Tokyo. Yeah. But a lot of but your money doesn't go quite as far as it does mm. in the countryside. So you might have to save a little bit, not go out drinking every single night of the yeah. week. <laughs> um, just maybe six nights. Uh, but yeah, usually if you put down a preference, especially if you put down a place like, I don't know, Ehime or something or Shiga, which is where I was like, those are you know, very nice prefectures, but they're not famous necessarily. Right, right. Like if you, you can put down like Osaka, Kobe, you might get those, you might get around Kyoto, what but not in it. What would be one of the, since you said everybody kind of goes for Tokyo and I'm mm-hmm. assuming that people in the last jet also applied for Tokyo yeah. and people will continue to apply for Tokyo, especially mm-hmm. now that you just said yeah. there's, there's people in Tokyo. Um, if Tokyo was like their first choice, but they wanted somewhere that was um, kind of like Tokyo. Mm-hmm. Um, so like a, you know, a metropolitan city, but um, would have a higher chance and could have a similar experience and maybe like still travel around and have yeah. the transportation. Like what would you suggest? Um, you could, ask for well i mean if if you choose any metropolitan area it'll you might get it but it'll be a lower chance than if you choose like the the straight up hinaka countryside if right. you choose that like there's no reason why they wouldn't give it to you if you're like oh i want to go to totori they'll be like yeah sure <laughs> yeah no, no one ever chooses that not because totori is actually a great place but it's like it's not famous yeah so there's then have not the pop many culture people. factor yeah, yeah that they're like thinking to put that down um but yeah you could put uh, kobe uh i know that some jets ended up in kobe mm. some end up in osaka i think osaka is not as i could be wrong but i think that there's not as big of a chance of going to osaka because it's, it's a well-known city yeah. but i think there are some jets that go there's definitely uh a lot that go to kyoto prefecture so you might not be in like Kyoto proper, but you're really close to it. Okay. Um, actually, where I was in Shiga, which is the countryside, is just above Kyoto. Like, it's okay. on the other side of the mountain. Um, so it was a really good placement because I could get to Kyoto in 30 minutes. Uh, so if you're listening, get somewhere that's, like, slightly adjacent to exactly where you want to live. Yeah. If, if you, like, look on a map and you're like, oh, I'd love to live in Osaka, like, you probably won't get Osaka. But if you look at a prefecture that's yeah. right near Osaka, or if you look at somewhere in Hyogo that's near Kobe, then you can take the train. Right. It is entirely possible that you could put like three countryside places that like no one would ever choose <laughs> and they'll still not give it to you. Oh, okay. There's like, once you're, once the interview's done and the results are sent to Tokyo, um, the Tokyo government or um, the Japanese government, like really I have no idea what they do. Like okay. even people that I've talked to like jet program coordinators, I'm like, oh yeah, what happens once you, it gets sent off? And they're yeah. like, we don't know. They just make their decision. <laughs> they do it in a way that no one knows and it comes back. I mean, that's good though. It can't have any influence. So you can't get anybody like sent anywhere over anybody else, which is good. Right. Yeah. So uh, a good example of this, actually, I just talked to someone who I interviewed uh, in February and 
he was a really good candidate and me the and the other panel members thought like oh he'd be really good for elementary so we put on his application that we sent to tokyo like this is a great candidate would be excellent for elementary and when i saw him a couple weeks ago and he's like oh i'm going on jet and i said what where are you going he's like i'm in a high school and it was like well i guess whatever we wrote didn't matter <laughs> that's the opposite of that's the opposite that, yeah. of what we said i mean i'm sure he'll i guess do not behavioral wise you know, yeah technically they're the same because they act the same yeah yeah but you know that all that to say like you know even things that are written by the interview panel right might not be considered by tokyo it's mm -hmm. like tokyo will do what it does and no yeah. one knows does what it wants to do a mystery that makes sense um yeah so put down your placement requests uh try and pick a place that's not what everyone else picks and you'll mm -hmm. have a better chance but you still might not get it just do some research. I mean, I'd imagine if you're going to apply, just do some research. Yeah. On, like, where you want to go. That's just not Tokyo. I mean, mm -hmm. I'm sure you can get there. And you can, like, probably spend... A, you have a lot of vacation, it right. seems like. So you can just spend the, a few days there. Yeah. If it really comes down to it. Oh, another perk before we move on yeah. to your next question um, is you will probably be invited to go do things that other people don't get to do. Okay. So, in a way, you... You're, you're in a weird position as an ALT where you are part of the group and you're right. part of the, the country and people treat you like that. But you also do get some of get, um, the guest status, which is good and bad. Like mm -hmm. sometimes you feel like an outsider and it's like, stop treating me like a guest. I'm trying so yeah. hard. <laughs> but on the other hand, like the principal might be like, I'm going to the basketball game. Will you come with me? And <laughs> it's like, sure. Um, I think an, another ALT had told me he actually did play basketball and was really good at it. Not all my exam, not all <laughs> examples are basketball related, but um, somehow he ended up getting to play with the Japanese Olympic team. What? Uh, because he lived uh, near where they were practicing, That's and the principal knew someone. They're like, "Oh, you like basketball? Come play with the Olympic team." Which you know the other teachers in your school are not getting invited yeah, to go do, yeah. um, and it, it can you know, put you in a weird situation when you're like, oh, I'm trying to fit in right, right, right. with the other teachers and I'm getting special treatment. But it's it's a perk and a not perk at the same time. Mm -hmm. um, but like, yeah, one of my vice principals, he was like, come ballroom dancing with me. <laughs> I didn't dance with him, but um, <laughs> I, my, I was married in Japan. Oh, so okay, me yeah. and my wife went with, yeah. with him and that his makes wife. Sense. Um, but, you know, things like that that uh, are... Like, in a way, you're just like, I don't really want to go ballroom dancing. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, you do stuff like that, and it's a it's a good cultural experience, yeah. and you get to do something with this nice old Japanese couple. Yeah. And and that's what makes the experience worth it to me, is is getting to do stuff with people like yeah. that. Yeah, it's getting um, to do those little things that, like, normal people wouldn't just – it's not a touristy thing. It's yeah. like, well, who's going to go ballroom dancing with, like, an older Japanese couple? Right, yeah. You know? And then there's a lot of opportunities to do that, not just with people in your school, but just yeah. people you meet in town. Yeah. Um, hey, yeah. you're foreign. Let's hang out. Yeah. Yeah. So stuff like that. Um, and, you know, that can, that can be bad, and there's times when you're just like, I need space, and mm -hmm. I don't want to be yeah. targeted for being foreign, which, which is totally valid, but it's uh, Let's suck it up. a double-edged double sword, I guess. Yeah. Good and bad stuff. Um, anyway, any other questions, Jamal? Yeah. Uh, what about, um, I guess you kind of just answered that one, but like, won't I be alone and sad in a country where <laughs> I don't speak the language? <laughs> won't I be like alone because nobody wants to hang out with a foreigner? And won't I be sad because I assume they're all talking mean things about me? Uh, yes. 
and no. Okay. Uh, gosh, that's such a hard question because <laughs> you will have times when you do feel alone and sad. Um, but I guess you always have those sometimes. Yeah. But if you think about it, you probably have those times in your home country. The, the difference is you'll probably have more of them because if you don't speak the language really well, or even if you do speak the language pretty well, you'll have times where you just don't understand things or right. you aren't able to like mesh with the, the situations you're in. Right. And it, it's, it's very obvious to you and it's obvious to other people and you just feel mm. like an outsider. And there's sometimes when people will treat you like an outsider. Mm. Um, and there's other times where you're not being treated like an outsider, but you feel like an outsider. So you imagine that everyone's <laughs> talking about you. Yeah. Um, and that's just this part of culture shock. Um, and that comes along with uh, just being thrown into this situation that's completely different. Like if you think about any time you've moved, maybe you've never moved in your life. We'll try and imagine yeah. that you have. <laughs> if you've ever moved to a new place, it's it just sucks being new, um, no matter where you go. Like say when you went to college or something like yeah. that. But you at least spoke the same language as everyone and mm -hmm. could start to make friends. Yeah. So just take that situation, but say like, oh, I'm moving to my new college, but I can't speak the same language as anyone. Yeah. And I'm not really understanding a lot of things around me, and I can't get peanut butter, my favorite <laughs> food. Just stuff like I a lot can't of get my comfort food that usually helps me through this. Right. So like culture shock is it. It probably will happen to you. I, I think there's some people that say like, oh, it didn't happen to me, but right. they might just not be remembering very well. Mm. Um, but I feel like culture shock's kind of a misnomer. It's not really a shock. It's not something that like. You just show up and you're like, oh, um, I think for some people it can be. But for most people I've yeah. talked to, it just kind of happens. Yeah. And you look around one day and you're like, wait a minute, am I culture shocked? Wait a minute, have I been culture shocked for three months and didn't know it? <laughs> like it's it's a compounding of just, you know, little annoyances, I guess you could say, L like different cultural differences that kind of bug you. Mm -hmm. um, just like, oh, no one's understanding me. And, uh, you know, this, this kid in my class, he comes up and like pokes me in the butt every day and that annoys <laughs> me. Um, and you know, they're not enough to make you like really upset on their yeah. own. They're just like little things, right. but they're like little things that happen over and over. And yeah. then over time you're like, oh, I'm actually really bothered by all these things. Yeah. Um, and that's when you are in, I guess you could say the, the slump, the bottom of culture shock. If you ever look at uh, culture shock graphs there's like this honeymoon period where everything's new mm -hmm. and that's usually like from when you arrive to like three months in and then you start to dip slowly and that's mm -hmm. when all those little cultural differences are kind of just bugging you mm -hmm. and they're not always even really bad things like sometimes yeah bad bad things can happen but mm -hmm. a lot of times they're just neutral annoying things or things you don't understand happening over and over and then all of a sudden you're in, at this slump and you're at the bottom and then you see in the culture shock graph, you start to get used to them. You start to mm -hmm. find that you like this Japanese food. You like natto better than peanut butter. And you know, that's like your new comfort food. And you find out that the kid that pokes you in the butt, you just learn some Japanese to say, hey, don't poke me in the butt. And now that kid is not so bad. 
and you learn more you learn more Japanese and just things become more normal to you yeah. like you just get used to them and yeah. you you come back out of it the adjustment period yeah yeah and you know it it goes in waves and even people who have lived in Japan for a long time I've heard I've only I, I lived in Japan two years but I've heard from people who lived there 10 or more years that culture shock comes back every once in a while right um, but then it goes away okay that makes sense all right well um, I'm sold okay. on this whole idea of co-joining the jet program mm-hmm. uh, where can I apply to be a to be a jet that depends on the country you live in. All right. Which country do you live in? I live in America. Uh, the you greatest country in the world. The greatest country in it's the world. It's been made great again. <laughs> it's been made. It's like it's like America 2, the sequel. Yeah. It, Even greater. It's the greatest country, and then we made it great. Again. Again. Yeah. So we're double great? We're double. We're great I squared. Guess that's how it works. Um, I'm going to look up the website so that I don't do it wrong. It's not jetprogram.com, probably. Okay. Uh, I think it's jetprogramusa. I think that is it. Dot org. Um, Because depending on your country, it will be a different website. And for some countries, it's the website of just the embassy, the Japanese embassy to your country, which would be like umb.emb. So I'm just going to look it up. It, let's say I lived in the London. Could I just look up Jet Program London or the UK? Yeah, would you that could work? Just do that. Okay. And also Google would probably know you're in London, so cool. it should come up. So yeah, JetProgramUSA.org, which I'm sure that every person <laughs> applying who's a young person would just like, what's who cares about a web address? I'm just gonna Google it. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, JetProgramUSA.org. Google uh, that lit address, yo. It's lit AF. AF. And it is, oh, what's another cool slang I learned today? Uh, bye, Felicia. Bye, Felicia. <laughs> 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 uh, so um, <laughs> that uh, means like uh, talk to the hand. Hey, we got, a, we got a Viet Advice Minute. Viet, <laughs> Viet's here. Viet, it's your Viet's going to give us one quick advice on life. Walking away. <laughs> Always walk away from things you don't want to do. Yeah. That's our Viet Advice Minute. Viet Advice Minute brought to you by Viet. If you're in a, a situation that you feel uncomfortable with, just walk away. Yeah, that's some good jet program advice. If a yeah. teacher or a principal is making you uncomfortable, walk away. Yeah, that actually is good advice. If you do feel unsafe or uncomfortable in the jet program, walk <laughs> away, get some help, tell someone. <laughs> I'm actually being serious. Yeah. Thank you, Viet, for the good advice. Yes. Yes. All right. Yay, that was Viet Advice Minute. Well, I'm so sold on this jet program, and now I know where, but when. I mean, I could go to the website and just look up all the rest of the facts. But <laughs> <Yes. laughs> I ask you right now. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna tell you from my brain because okay. I have to keep all these dates in my brain. So the application's up in October. Okay. Um, the deadline's in November. Sweet. And the interviews are in January or February. Uh, okay, it's a long process. Yeah. Okay. So and then the interview results are good in April, and then you depart in July or August. Yeah, so basically, good. like you apply in October, you leave in August the next year. So like a seven-month process or like yeah. a five-month process. So it's almost, yeah, almost a year. Maybe like ten months. 
Okay. Um, which is good because it gives you a lot of time to prepare. A lot of time, yeah. And you know, you got to shut down your whole life. You got to, you know, sell all your stuff or you know, pack it away in a pods. Yeah. Or you or put something. it like in a storage thing or something. You yeah. don't have to say it. Don't don't immediately sell everything. Yeah. Especially don't sell it like a month into your application. Wait, no. Wait yeah. a minute. Wait yeah. until you're accepted before yeah. you sell all your belongings. Wait until you're accepted. Or if you don't have to sell everything, don't. Yeah. There's also storage. Yeah. It's not that expensive. You can, just, you can take some of it with you. Yeah, and we actually have a whole article on tofugu.com. We'll put it in the description on how to apply to the JET program oh, yeah. because the application... I guess I could have just gone through our website as well. Yes, we actually have an entire guide uh, called the JET Program Guide on tofugu.com. If I remember the URL, it's tofugu.com slash series slash JET dash program. Okay. But that'll be in the description as well. And that has articles that lead you from this decision right now that we're going through like whether or not you want to go through the application, mm. through interviewing, through packing, through moving, setting your life up, teaching, and leaving. Right, right. So from start to finish, you will be able to go through the JET program reading our guide. Okay. Well, you just kind of said it, but what's the process? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the I process. guess I guess my, my only question about the process... Um, I live in America, mm-hmm. and I know across seas that you have to include a picture, usually with your application. Is that how it goes for Jet? Yes, you do have to include a picture. Okay. I have a big blonde afro. Yeah. How would that factor into my application? Is it, Are they uh, strict on, like, hairstyles? Do I have to wear, like, a suit? Because I've, I've seen people in college, uh, friends of mine from Japan, who were editing their... Uh, professionally like done photos and they were editing them on Photoshop to make themselves look younger mm-hmm. and uh, like edit backgrounds and give themselves a little glow. <laughs> wow. It's a yeah. lot of effort for the so picture. I don't, yeah. I don't know if that's uh, something that you guys have like seen where somebody's like picture was clearly Photoshopped or. Uh, I guess I haven't seen any clearly Photoshopped pictures. Okay. Uh, by the time it gets to me when I do the interview panel, they're like photocopied okay. from the original. Okay. So I can't really tell if they're Photoshopped. Um, but yeah, it, it is standard to uh, put your picture on Japanese uh, job ab- applications, not just the JET program. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the JET program, uh, yeah, I guess if you had like... I guess my real question is like, is a uh, less traditional hairstyle, is that going to be an issue? Or is that something that's like, say if somebody had a mohawk or say somebody had a big blonde afro? Yeah. <laughs> That's a good question, actually, about hairstyle. Um, I, I know that when people go to Japan, they say, like, oh, if you have, like, rainbow hair, maybe don't have rainbow hair, <laughs> stuff like that. But, yeah, right. I mean, if it's your style, though, because it is an exchange program. And that's one thing that, that I mean, we're in Portland, though, so we tell the Portland people, jets yeah. that, like, you know, you should try to respect the culture and not try and, like, make a bunch of waves but you're also not you're you're hired to be yourself you're hired to be like hey i'm an american sometimes americans have rainbow hair sometimes americans have blonde afros right this is me like you're you're they're not high they're not bringing you over to japan to be exactly they they want you to be from their country and be a good representative all right that makes sense yeah okay not racist (laughs) yes (laughs) Uh, well, um, now that I'm sold on mm-hmm. actually going and applying for the program, uh, are there any awful reasons that I just shouldn't? 
<laughs> any reasons yeah let's I'm, reverse i'm star-eyed starry-eyed and uh just ready to go yes uh there are some things that you should be aware of you know because it is exciting to be able to go live in another country and it's great experience and it's easy to feel like i'm gonna be just like kosuke in my favorite amine <laughs> he's in a japanese high school and they fight ninjas or whatever um but yeah japan is is real life and real life has real problems right uh so the main thing is that every situation is different which you might have heard that's a a tagline that Jet used to use, but doesn't use as much anymore. I mean, you also said it at the beginning. So. Yeah, um, but everyone still says it because it's true. It's it's a it's a situation where you're being placed to work with specific boards of education in different parts of the country. It's the same as if, like, from Japan, someone went to go teach in New York, and someone went to teach in Kansas City, and someone went to teach in Texas. Right. Like, they're all going to have very different experiences, even though it's all America. Yeah. Uh, so the same is true in Japan. Like, you'll have, you know, maybe you'll have, like, oh, man, an excellent apartment so close to the station, but maybe one of your schools is kind of rough, and mm-hmm. the, the kids don't want to learn English, and uh, they don't listen. But then you've got another school, and the kids like it there but that school you have one teacher who's grumpy yeah um you know there's it's just so many different factors because it's your life Mm -hmm. your life has so many different facets to it you're gonna have really good parts of it and really bad parts of it um but it's i i i guess you could have a situation where every where 100 of things are bad yeah because i'm not gonna say that's impossible but it's very unlikely yeah like i i had really I'll, I'll say for my experience, I had an okay apartment. It wasn't really fancy, but it was close to the station. Yeah. And it was in, like, a nice town. It wasn't a city. But my town had a castle in it. That was pretty cool. That's cool. Um, we had a Starbucks in our town, which I didn't really care about. <laughs> but other ALTs were like, oh, you have a Starbucks? Oh, and they'd come to my town to drink Starbucks. Also, my... My town was really close to Kyoto, like 30 minutes away. Um, Osaka wasn't too much farther away. And my school, I had one school. It was a really big school, so it was nice just to have one and not have to move around. Um, it was kind of a rougher school where the kids, some wanted to learn English. Uh, most didn't want to learn English. <laughs> um, I got along with my teachers, which was good. Some teachers wanted to use me a lot and had like puppet shows. Other teachers were like, oh, yes, you can be in my class and we'll work together, but you'll just read from the book. And it was, that was pretty boring. Okay. So it was like a mix of, you know, really, I had some really, really great things. I had some not so great things. Um, like one kid who always try and like throw his book at me. <laughs> like that was his thing. What? And he thought it was so funny. That's hilarious. Um, until one day, I just got mad and said, stop doing that. And I'm like, <laughs> probably shouldn't have yelled so loud. <laughs> but then after that, he was like, oh, I'm sorry. And then he was like really nice. He was probably kid. like, it was the version of picking on you because he wants to be your friend, but he doesn't know how. Yeah. So he just throws he a book at you so you book. talk to him. I was like, what? Is, uh, at first I was like, <laughs> okay. I forgot his name. My best friend kid, I forgot his name. Um, it's been a while. Uh, I was like, uh, it's so funny, kid. 
And then after like uh, funny a little weeks, Koichi, I was like, Koichi, <laughs> stop it! <laughs> and he was like, oh, oh, sorry. Um, and then I was like, okay, I'm sorry for yelling. Anyway, kids, uh, don't take my advice and don't yell at kids. That <laughs> wasn't the right way to react to it. But anyway, all that to say, like, you'll you'll have like you know really great students. Yeah. Um, you'll have some students that drive you crazy. Um, you'll have some students that are like from Jojo's Bizarre Adventure and like, you know, have the big hair and, and want to like start fights on top of the roof. But do I never went on the roof, so it didn't matter for me. Wait, do, do kids like fight on the roof? Is that like a thing? Yeah, they go hang out on the roof. Yeah, or, that's, you know, that's I mean, they, yeah, there's, there's a lot of fighting. I actually didn't see much fighting. No. Kids broke windows a lot Holy at shit. my school. Really? Um, that's like a, it's pretty disrespectful. Yeah. That's interesting. But, you know, it's anyway. That's that's a whole nother topic. Uh, yeah. I I really actually liked my school because it was never a dull moment. No, like, <laughs> like there were some days I like I would not have said that back then. I'd be like, oh, school driving me crazy. I'm yeah. all frustrated. But like looking back on it, I was like, yeah, it was not boring. Yeah, and I had some really great students too. Even the bad students, like they had their moments where they were really great and fun yeah. to talk to, and. You know, sometimes they drove me nuts. Sometimes they they were fun. But that's like I don't know if you teach kids any time. It's like sometimes you're like, oh, kids are so great. Yeah. Another time you're like, oh man, kids are the freaking yeah. they're the worst. So like kids are kids. Like the whole thing of like Japanese children are respectful robots and they'll yeah. never act up. It's like no, they're children. Yeah, like children. You are taught children. middle school, right? Yeah, I taught okay. middle school. And so in jet, you can see each elementary, middle, and high and, school. Yeah, in high school. Okay. I've heard some situations, I don't think it's all that common word, that kids get placed, like jets get placed in a college. That sounds frightening. I really, I, 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 I've heard of it. I've never met anybody who's I like, would, yes, not. I definitely yeah. confirmed was in a college, but. I would never want to teach in a I college. it's pretty rare. I'm not that old. I, I, like, I, they'll look at me and size me up and like, hmm, you're, right, you yeah. don't look as old as me mm-hmm. and I was like right out of college like if I'd gone I'd been like hello I am one year older than all of you <laughs> yeah that would have been um, yeah but then, any other questions for, for me bef- oh wait we're, what are we going over oh the bad things yeah I forgot what question we were on because I answered for a long long time I think killed it I think you think so uh, what is there any like really like downsides to living in what would be like the Appalachia of Japan, like living in this like living way out? Yeah, like living in some backwoods country uh, village. Um, would would they put you in a village? Is that like something they would do? Yeah, like some uh, ALTs can be put in places where there's not that many people. Um, I remember hearing of one lady who was. Her actually, her house was on the school grounds, mm-hmm. so she could like see the school from her house. <laughs> she was like near the baseball field or something like that. Um, that was a really small town. Um, yeah, there are downsides. Um, I was in technically, it was technically the countryside, but it was a pretty, pretty nice, nice sized town. Okay, the train stop right above me though was like just rice fields. That was really, it. and everyone I knew in that town was like really far out far away from the station mm. um i guess that's when you learn to appreciate nature <laughs> yeah yeah i mean some people 
it, it really depends on your personality. Like some people really hate it because, you know, you might be far away from the train station. Mm-hmm. You've got a bike or drive to get to the train station. Yeah. Then you get on the train and it takes a long time to get to a town. And then if you live w- way far out, the train comes less frequently Mm. you might like oh i miss my train the next one's in an hour and a half (laughs) and it's like you just see that like i i would visit my friends like way far out and then i'd be like okay time to go home and i would like be running to the station get to the station train is gone (sighs) one more hour (laughs) okay so stuff like that um what else is i guess not so great I mean, I imagine every, like, every town probably has a bar. Like, I feel like that's yeah. the third thing that's, like, built. Like, there's a government building, a hospital, and a bar. Yeah, like, it'll definitely town. be a bar. Okay. Um, well, definitely people will know who you are. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure a lot of people knew who I was. My town was a little bit bigger, so I'm sure there were plenty of people who were like, I don't care who that foreigner is. <laughs> but if you're in a really small town, it's like, oh, well, there's only 100 people here and one foreigner. Yeah. Everyone's really interested. Yeah. So, so interested in your life. That's, that's interesting. Um, which, on, which does have its advantages. Like, people will know who you are. They'll be like, oh, thank you for teaching our kids. That's when you get, like, you know, the bags of vegetables on mm. your door. Right. And, like, the old man next to you in the house next to you is super nice to you and stuff like that. Um, I've actually heard, I, I guess, like, you could run into more of like the xenophobia and racism and stuff way out in the country. Mm-hmm. I've actually heard people in the country though feel more welcomed and like they feel more xenophobia in, in cities. Mm. Um, it really depends on the person though. It's like, it's it's really hard to say like, well, this will happen here and this yeah. won't happen here. I mean, I, I feel like that's something you'll find if you go looking for it. Yeah, and, and that's, that's one of the things going back to culture shock that like culture shock will make you feel like mm-hmm. Um, you know, like one person's like, go home, foreigner, rawr. Mm. And you're like, oh, man, Japan hates me. Yeah. Oh, everyone hates me. Yeah. I should go home. So, oh, nah. you get either really sad or upset or something. But it's like really one guy said something. Yeah. <laughs> and like 99 other people were like giving you vegetables and being real nice. Yeah. And, um, and I know we talked about this on the racism podcast that, you know, oh, that could be a form of racism that people are extra nice to you because you're foreign. But yeah, I don't know. I'm not a super expert on. on I mean, this. it's this such a deep topic, but I mean, they could just be being nice because you're a foreigner and they want you to feel welcome. Then that's just being like a cool, right. like cool. It's like you don't know the custom. So it's just like, mm-hmm. I mean, if somebody wanted to like ask me questions, <laughs> well, guys in Japan, somebody's like, oh, what's it like being black? I'm like, oh, OK, I'll explain that. Mm-hmm. Sure. I got like I got 30 minutes. Yeah, yeah I got a half hour to just talk about this. Right. Yeah, I don't care. Bring, so, me, bring me a bag of uh, radishes. We can have a conversation. Yeah. <laughs> Eat the raw radishes yeah, together. Thank you for teaching my kid about uh, your race. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah I know. I, I got into a super deep topic there. But, yeah, so yeah, living in the countryside, though, most people that I've talked to really love it, and they prefer it to mm-hmm. the cities once they, they get used to it. Yeah. Um, it, there, it can be more of a shock because you're like, oh, man, there's no way I'm getting peanut butter out here. <laughs> Um, and stuff like that, like things that you're used to are harder to get, yeah. you know, except Starbucks. Yeah. Well, even where I was, I was in Inaka, but it was rare to have a Starbucks. Yeah. That's why I was in the lucky town, I guess. Uh, but yeah, most people really like it. You, you get to see more 
I guess you could say like real Japan. I'm not trying mm-hmm. to say like parts, some parts of Japan are more real than others, but you, you get to form connections with people easier yeah. than you would in a big city. Like the, the friendships happen a little bit easier. Yeah. You're supposed to be telling me the bad parts, but you're, you're Crap. reselling oh, it. Man. You're reselling no, it to okay. me again. Bad no, parts. that's good though. That's good uh, though. Cause he would, that, that's good. It's like, even with the bad, even with the bad, you come right back to good stuff. Yeah. Cause it's just one of those experiences where you enjoy it so much that, that even though you got that one guy that might tell you to get out. Yeah. Like you've got a bunch of other people that are just cool with you. Yeah. And, but, but don't get me wrong. Like I'm talking about this now, like several years on and I'm looking back on it. Like when I was in the situation, the person's like, go home foreigner. I wasn't like, oh man, you know, that was just one guy. <laughs> and hey, you're just like, it's I all fight love. that guy. I was just like, oh no, my life. Yeah. You know, like I was in culture shock and I was younger. I didn't understand yeah, yeah. a lot of like internationalization and how mm-hmm. the brain works and stuff that right. I've learned now. Um, that I, yeah, it's, it's like, and even when I know that stuff, like when I went back to Japan last year, and someone was like, go home, foreigner, because mm-hmm. I like had a bunch of bags in a train station or something. Um, I was like, how rude. <laughs> I mean, it is rude, but like it did still get to me, even though I'm, you know, supposedly like on yeah. this podcast telling everyone how you can get through culture shock. Like it's still a, it's still annoying. And yeah, but I mean, if anybody says anything rude to you, that'll just be annoying. Yeah. And I didn't like in any sense. So, so yeah. So there, there's really no like way to completely avoid culture shock or bad things or or yeah yeah that makes sense you you get good and bad stuff yeah for sure like everything in life (laughs) yeah and i know that's super general and probably if you're listening to this you're like thanks for the advice jerk i could (laughs) have figured that out you can write that on a comment on our itunes page if you feel like it yeah if you felt this podcast give us us five stars yeah give us five stars (laughs) you can write that yeah Give us yeah. five stars. Tell us we're jerks. It's all good. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's all, all I've got, unless you have any more questions. Uh, I, guess I got one last question. I got one last question. I know Japan is super big on tradition. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, like old tradition. Like, right. here, tradition is, like, you got to make sure you eat a bag of cheese puffs for the Super Bowl <laughs> so your team wins. Yeah. Like, that's a tradition. Is that a tradition? It's some people's tradition, okay. like, uh, but like old Japanese traditions, like, is that, does that like slow shit down? Like, uh, well, this is the way we've always done this. So like, you're going to teach this because this is what we all know to be better or something, even right. though it's just like, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. And yeah, there, there is a lot of that in, in the schools and things like that. And some of it isn't even tradition. It's just kind of the way a certain culture like attacks a certain problem mm-hmm. um like for example the like a lot a lot of schools are very exam based right um so especially say you're teaching in a high school the kids need to pass the high school exams or they need to pass the college entrance entrance exams so a lot of their high school career is wrapped up in like studying for those mm. and studying for the test to pass the test mm. and you know, as an ALT, you like, I want to change the kids' lives. I want yeah. to do this game, which is going to broaden their horizons. Yeah. And, you know, actually sometimes the your game might be about phonics or something that will help them pronounce 
things better or, or learn Japanese better instead of learning to like take a test, um, which, which is good so they can get into college, but you want to teach them how to like use English and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but the teacher might be like, no, they really need to study for the test and the test takes precedence, precedent over everything. Uh, so sorry, you can't do your cool game. You can't show your animation you worked on, that your claymation that, you know, is a claymation English movie you made to teach English. Did you make a claymation English movie <laughs> no. that like they were they turned down? No, I that's didn't. oddly specific for like <laughs> an example. It's just yeah, like, it does sound like I did that. Yeah, that would have been great. That sounds just like like that. exactly like something you do it is was, make a claymation movie to oh, teach man. kids English. I miss my calling. <laughs> um, no, I didn't do that. I should have. I did present, but I did do things like that where I'd yeah. be like, "Oh, I have this great idea." Um, I had I actually like wrote a song about mm-hmm. like teaching part of the book, and they were like, "Oh, but we need to make sure we cover the this quiz." Right. And I was like, "But I already wrote the song. Yeah. Here, here it is on the CD." And they're like, mm, "Oh, do you record actually, it?" Actually, yeah. Um. So and our next podcast, that'll be our intro music, will yeah. be Michael's song, <laughs> Teaching If I can find it. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, there, there's stuff like that where, you know, things are the way they are, and sometimes there's not an explanation. And in a way, some people might say, like, oh, that's the Japanese way, is that, you know, you do things just because that's the way it is. Mm. And that's kind of true, but it's also, that's just kind of how it is culturally. Like, if you asked me... Like, why do Americans do this? I'd be like, uh, I don't know, because that's what we do. Yeah. Like, there's probably a reason. Like, when Japanese people tell you, like, that's we do this because we're Japanese, mm. there probably is a reason, mm. but they don't know what it is because they were born in the culture and they're not anthropologists of yeah. themselves. Yeah. Like, I'm not an anthropologist of American psychology. So if you ask me, like, why are you eating cheese puffs for the Super Bowl? I'm like, yeah. uh, they're good. Yeah. I don't know, but there's probably Helps some... Helps our team win. Yeah, yeah, there's probably some reason that goes back to George Washington or something. Yeah. I don't know. George Washington, cheese puff master. Yeah. So, yeah, you're, you are going to run into stuff that's like, like, I guess, traditional or just cultural, and there's not going to be a way around it. Right. And that's where, I mean, there is a time and a place to be like, I've got a great idea. I'm, I'm from another country, and I want to shake things up and, mm-hmm. and introduce a new idea. But most of the time, you're going to be listening and, and trying to learn and trying to figure out why things are done a certain way. Um, so, yeah, you got to have discernment to know when the right time is to, to shake actually, things yeah. up and Makes sense. rattle cages. Yeah. Shake the cages, man. Shake yeah. the cages, man. We didn't land on the moon. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Shaking ladders. Yeah, shaking shake ladders. Shake the ladders, man. What shake the. La- I don't know. I think it's supposed to like topple the high hierarchy. Oh, the hierarchy. Yeah. yeah. You know the lizard shake people the at the top. The lizard people at the top, man. Yeah. It Killuminati. Doesn't matter. doesn't matter who you vote for. They're all lizard people. They're all just lizard people. Yeah. I think Trump's the first non-lizard person. I think he's just like. <laughs> he's an outsider. Yeah. He he's burned a, off his lizard skin. Right. He's a frog person. He's a frog man. Oh man. Okay, that's it. I'm, I'm, I'm All right, I'm gonna go apply now. Uh, I'll fill it out now, uh, even though it's not the time for that. It's not October. 
the application is not available, but you'll yeah, but I'll start, start it out. Anyway. I'll start anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just just get on top of it. And since it is a, like what a ten month process, yeah, realize it's gonna be arduous. Mm-hmm. I followed it for a minute one time, and I then I got a job at Tofugu, and I was like, oh, I'll do this. This is kind of like Japan. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's uh, harder to get into, I think, because. There's not that many positions open at yeah. Tofugu. Yeah, it's even harder. So this is way more prestigious. Yeah, you could say that. Yeah. Um, and they don't care about Afros. Yeah. In fact, we, we love them. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, um, I think that's all we got for you today. Yep. That's the um, end. Seriously, check out our article on tofugu.com uh, about the steps to what is it the steps to getting <laughs> <laughs> the steps to applying to the jet program steps to applying to the jet program um yeah we have a bunch of jet articles yeah like, there's a whole guide that's where i went when i wanted to when i started applying for the jet program mm-hmm. and then i got this job and i'm like oh okay i'm working for the people that have all the secrets i guess yeah. i'll just do that oh the secrets that's why i'm here just so i can get the secrets <laughs> and then you're going, <laughs> and going to japan you're like hmm, i don't want to read these articles i'll just work there i'll just get work the there. secrets yeah. and then leave it, i'm like slowly stealing all of koichi's knowledge yeah and slowly stealing these aren't really microphones these are like i got them hooked into their arms and i'm just stealing their knowledge yeah <laughs> that's where knowledge is <laughs> in, in our arms. veins yeah oh uh, right, well that's uh, good uh any actions for anybody let's give you guys some actions yeah. because we really care about you yeah uh i'm i'm sleepy i didn't sleep a whole lot but that's okay <laughs> here's what our, our action actions item are one. Action, item, action 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 one <laughs> is that so you <laughs> should uh think about the jet program no matter how old you are or even if you're midway into your career yeah just drop it and go on jet I mean, uh, think so about yeah. it. This is, I mean, like, I didn't, I actually, when I was doing research and applying, I didn't know that there was as much, like, perks and benefits and shit. Yeah. And now I definitely want to apply just for the fact that it's like, oh, they'll pay for me to live somewhere and they'll pay for my flight and they'll, like, uh, there's, like, parties and stuff and, like, the countryside isn't, like, the American countryside where it's awful. <laughs> yeah. And people might hate you for, like, no reason. Yeah. Like, oh, wait. Japanese countryside is it's pretty nice. Yeah. Uh, oh, also another perk. One more before we go. <laughs> I know we were into uh, next actions, but now I'm going backwards. Uh, there is now something the JET program has instituted. It's a job fair Ooh. only for JETs. So after you complete your contract, if you want to stay in Japan, oh. uh, they set up a job fair and invite companies to come. And you have way less, uh, way less... Uh, competition than you would at, say, like the Boston Career Forum or something. That's pretty sick. A lot of the companies might, uh, like about half of them are teaching jobs again. So if you want to keep living in Japan and continue teaching, Mm -hmm. that's a pretty good option. But the other half are, you know, like office work. Or if you want to go work at, so I don't know if Sony's there, but, you know, places that do Mm. business in Japan. So if you work on your Japanese while you're in Japan, which is something you should do, um, get to like N2, get to business level Japanese, and then you do that job fair. You're like, hey, I got N2, and you need me to file papers. I can do it. Yeah, I mean, plus you can put that, if your degree's not in uh, teaching or anything, you can mm-hmm. put that degree to use. You can actually like get a job in something that your degree is in. Yeah. That'd be nice. And if you had listened to our podcast on getting a job in Japan, 
I'm acting as if you hadn't. Maybe you <laughs> did. Um, Peter Lackner mentioned that, you know, yeah, applying for a job in Japan from overseas is really hard because a Japanese company is mm. probably not going to put mm. up the money and the time and the effort to get you over there. But if you're already in Japan and you're like, uh, I've been on jet a couple years. Yeah. Uh, I want language. an office job. Yeah. My language skills are pretty good. They'll be like, yeah, come on over. Yeah. Already but got it, the visa. if you're in that same boat and you're like, hey, my Japanese skills are good, but I live in America. They'll be mm. like, mm, sorry. So that's another perk. Yeah. Anyway, back to action items. To action items. Tweet at Shinzo Abe. Uh, he is at Abe Shinzo. He's the prime minister of Japan. And tell him how much you love the JET program because he's in charge of it um, <laughs> as the prime minister. And, you know, who knows what's going to happen to the JET program after the Olympics. Yeah. When you apply, ask why didn't you uh, – if you're already a JET, tweet at him and ask why didn't you get exactly where you wanted to go. Yeah. Yeah, ask him <laughs> what, the, what the process for that is. Yeah, try and get some secrets out of yeah. him. Yeah, and then uh, tweet, tweet the secrets at us. If he DMs you, tweet the secrets at us. If he slides in your DMs, tweet yeah. the secrets at us. <laughs> Uh, other action items, uh, which Jamal already mentioned, go to tofugu.com slash series. Uh, we have a series on the JET program. Go check that out. Yeah. And the last thing is the thing we t- always tell you to do. What is that, Jamal? That is like, comment, and subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Except we're not on YouTube. But I guess you could. Yeah. Like us in your heart. Yeah. Comment on For our reals. iTunes page and subscribe. Yeah, subscribe on our iTunes yeah, page. It's two out of three. And, uh, yeah, leave us a review and a rating. Uh, give us however many stars you feel we deserve. Yeah. Maybe don't base it on this episode. No, don't, because this is not indicative of what the episode is about. I shouldn't be here. I'm usually just sitting to the to the right of either Michael or Koichi. No, no. And I'm well, listening. Well, you know, give five stars, because Jamal's a good egg, everyone, yeah. I think. I Yeah. I, <laughs> I went on and on, but that's fine, because yeah. you need that information. Don't pretend like you don't. Yeah. Anyway, leave us a five stars. Leave us the amount of stars that you feel we yeah. need. And really, and really check out the JET program, if, if, especially if you're a student. I have a friend, and she's got a friend that actually went on it, and she's, mm-hmm. she's enjoyed the process, and it said it's been hard, but, I mean, it is what it is. You know, anything is going to be hard if it's worth it. Yeah, that's, that's a great line to go out on. Yeah. All right, see ya. So we'll see you later. Yeah.